Hey everybody, this is your old pal Andrew Fiore from the Defend Your Movie Podcast. Me and Sean just wanted to remind you guys at the beginning, please go to iTunes, rate, subscribe, and leave a comment. Leave a five-star review, would you please? It helps grow the podcast so much, and we really have big things for 2019. So if you could do us a favor, Defenders, get out there and get online and help us out. And follow us at Defend Your Movie on uh, Twitter and Instagram and email us anything. We'd love to hear from you, the Defenders, at uh, DefendYourMovie at gmail.com. So we got a great episode for you this week. Thank you for listening. Talk to you guys later. In a world full of movie podcasts, here is one more. Welcome to Defend Your Movie with Sean Donnelly. The time has come again to be on Another edition of Defend Your Movie. I am one of your hosts, Sean Donnelly, joined by my very cheery, blondish, dirty blondish. It's chestnut with Auburn highlights. <laughs> Man, it right came, off the it bat, came real early. Holy cow! Andy Fiore, ladies and gentlemen, Shawnee, the man, the myth. How tall are you, by the way? Are you six, six three. Six three. You're a big boy. I'm a big goon. You're a big goon. See, you think of it that way, but I'm like, I wish I was six three. Yeah, the, love the height is. You not love the, the height issue with me. What's your the width? <laughs> Uh, how are you, my friend? I'm good. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. I'll tell you really quickly. I didn't even bring this up before the show. Uh, I was walking over here. I, I I think I'm just embracing becoming an older man. Like, there's two things that make me realize I'm becoming older. Like, I'm 40. I'm not even that yeah. old. But one of the things, I get excited. I The other day, I had to go, like, 19th and 3rd to meet uh-huh. up with somebody. And from my house in Long Island City, I made it there in under 20 minutes because I took the G to the L and I caught them back to back. Yeah. I don't know if there's mu- many things that make me happier than that. Like, I don't really, Good time. I, oh, my God, dude. <laughs> I really don't. I get out with that thing. I'm like, are you kidding me? I just saved myself like 30. Like, Good time has been something bred into me since I was a little me kid. Me too. For Going my dad. Down, summer vacations. Oh, yeah. We got down the shore, and we made good time. Yes, We had exactly. real good time. And I, with traffic, was the devil. That's what it was. Yeah. So, same kind of family, like that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. So, when I did that, I was like, are you kidding? Like, I, was, I felt like I accomplished something. Oh, yeah. But all I really did was just zip, 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 you know, got on the oh, train. But that's such a good feeling, too, because you're normally waiting around, and especially in this minus Siberian temperatures. Well, this was the other day, so it wasn't as bad. It was all actually, right, yeah, still, but it was still cold Middle out. of January. Exactly. And the other thing was, on the way here, right to the studio... I heard these, <laughs> these like teenagers. They were like, you never know if teenagers in the city are like, or even teenagers anyway, if they're joking with each other or if they're actually fighting. When you, when right, it seems yeah. like it's getting serious, you have to kind of wait and look and be like, oh, because if it gets really serious, I would jump in. Yeah, and that's what I was thinking just now. I saw it. I thought it was getting serious, but then I thought to myself, what would I say? And my first inclination <laughs> to to my fir- my real first thought was, I'd walk over and go, hey. Be nice. Be nice. <laughs> be nice. Who? How fast that's would I get punched bad. in the face? No. What? Are you kidding me? That's terrible. What? How, <laughs> how fast? Like, good thinking. That's what I would do. Yeah. But yeah, you'd probably get. They'd, it would. One of those things where the person they were beating, they'd all turn on you. Yes. And uh, then they'd unite. Yeah, it'd become stepbrothers. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd exactly. just get my ass kicked. 
So I just thought, I'm like, man, I'm really getting old. Like, I'm getting, I'm, I guess that maybe, I've, I don't think, I, I don't think I've always been this lame, but I think I'm getting lamer as I get older. Yeah, I agree. And I think part of it is that you also don't care about it anymore. Like, yeah. I don't care about being cool anymore. I right. just go, this is who I am. Some girl's going to eventually love me for that. Yes. I don't give a shit about trying to be cool anymore. Yes. I don't change my wardrobe. I, I try and look nice, and I try and, you know, right. keep a good appearance. Yeah, exactly. Obviously, I'm not – it's not first on my you're list. You're pulling it off. You look fantastic. <laughs> you're, but, you're a catch because you have, you have, you're a tall guy. Oh, thanks. You still have hair. Yeah. If I slim down, it really oh. – God, but, but, but here's the thing: you wear it well, Thanks. and people tell me the same. But I'm thing. wearing like, too much of it. Well, me too. You know, I'm thing. wearing too much of it right now too. I think I'm going to jump back into the old Jimmy pie. Yeah, as soon as the old back heals. Um, it's did you? Time. Did you watch a couple things this week? I watched two films. I went to one and I saw <laughs> one at home. Oh, that's fantastic! Yes. Oh, I went to one as well that I didn't talk about yet. I just forget the feeling. I hadn't gone in a while because I've again gotten old and a little lazier, and I just kind of wait for the movies. To come out, uh, I, it, it, everybody has a nice TV now. I have a great sixty-inch TV. Yeah, I turn the lights off in my house. I'm so happy just to watch a movie there. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it's pretty great. But, but so I my, do love the act of going. Well, that to was the my movies. point the other day. I, I I had time to kill before my spots. I went to like a six thirty p.m. film. I got the popcorn. I got to do the butter my That's way. Great. I got my water, and I just watched previews. Does and it, I just doesn't it loved, make you calm? I you know what? And I also I think I kind of prefer going to the movies alone. I love going with my friends, but I, I like going alone too. I, I like, yeah, I like going with my friends too. But I, I alone, I, lo- I do love it. I don't have to worry, especially in, the, in New York City. Going to the movies can cause a lot of anxiety. There's a lot of things, especially that you can't art. control that's going on in hey. a New York City movie theater. Yeah, you know what I mean. Especially with art, art, yeah. Because I, I've had times with friends where they're like, "Oh, I'm running late," and it's like 50 minutes later. I'm like, oh, "Yeah, shot." Saving but, a seat. It's, oh, like the pressure. Yeah, the pressure of saving a seat is like you know insane. It's another Seinfeld. Right? Yeah. Take it. Let's take it. Pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, what I was going to say is I do love – I'll go by myself. I love going midday. I'll go midday. I went – the other night I went in between yeah. – I was out for like uh, – I had something in the afternoon. So around dinner time, which I learned from my dad is the best time to go because nobody goes to the, the movies in the suburbs. Nobody goes to the movies during dinner time. I used to go to the movies during dinner time all the time. To be empty. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Yeah, yeah. My dad would do anything he could to avoid crowds. He just didn't like people. <laughs> And but it kind of rubbed off. But I went to go see you. You do yours first. Cause I wanna, I'll tell you after. I went to go see uh, Spider Man into the Spider Verse. Now we, our friend Greg, the fucking shit stir, is immediately who I thought of the entire time. He, everybody loves this thing. What is your verdict? I thought it was fine. Okay, yeah, it was, yeah. See, that's the thing. These get so fucking hyped up. This, oh, Greg's also an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> He's not the only one to say it though. People All right, love well, this thing. Uh, the two people I thought of him and Evan Williams, another comic friend of ours, who both love that world. So, yes. and two very positive guys. I, but did, I love Marvel as well, but I'm like realistic about it. Okay, exactly. So I liked it. It was so hyped up for me. Me and Greg drove to Levity Live. I think the day after he saw it, he couldn't stop. He goes, "Dude, I cried. It's the greatest movie I've ever seen." Which I've heard him say about. 50 movies. Yeah, he just loves everything. <laughs> yeah. And you can be like, hey, great, here's an instructional video on how to tie your shoes. Right. <laughs> it, was, it, was a ro- it was a roller coaster. <laughs> um, it was fine. I love animated stuff. Um, you know, I've, I love animated cartoons and that are kind of for adults like Simpsons and Family and all that Even stuff. Even in the theater? Uh, in the theater, it was I only- love like I love the Pixar stuff. Yeah, and I thought it was great. But I didn't love it, love it like these guys did. Like, was there a take? The thing about it also, got a little crazy. It, it was almost annoying to the point 
where it was just like. Now, did you have the vibe when you're watching it? This is for kids, or was oh, it? Yeah, a little bit. Really? A little bit. See, what is everybody talking about then? Because at least with the Pixar's, you walk in, it's for adults as well, and also for kids. Like it rides that line yeah, really. It well. does, but I feel like it sways one more toward kids a little more. It had some clever stuff in there that I think would go over a kid's head. Yeah. But uh, and then you're just kind of like, ha ha, I got that. That's fun. And it's a, but it is a kids movie, you know. But it was great. I loved uh, the actors in it. I thought did an amazing job. They well, all Mulaney's played their roles it. really good. Melanie was comic. great. Um, uh, Jake Johnson, who's really cool. He's from the New Girl. Yeah, you'd probably recognize his voice. Um, yeah, definitely. all the actors really played their roles really good. That was my favorite part about it. It got, it, but it followed a very outside of the multi universe. It followed a very formulaic like. See, I, I thought it was gonna like turn the genre on its head a little bit. No, because it's called what's it called again? Yeah, uh, Spider into the into the Spider Verse. Yeah, so it's, I thought mul- it was- it's about multiverses and Kingpin. The plot, the the character Kingpin, the bad guy, figures out a way where he can create the super collider to bring back his dead wife and child. And because of the power of the super collider, uh, it has uh, multi multiverses, multi universes colliding with each other and getting all scrambled. Which can't happen. And they all show so up in one universe. All the different Spider-Mans from the different universes are all find themselves in one spot. Oh, that's And they've got to figure it out because they'll die if they don't all get back to their oh, universe. That's really actually cool. It's a pretty cool idea. It gets kind of complicated. You're just like, huh, what? But I don't know. I liked it. I'm not saying it was bad, yeah. but it was fine. I, I could have waited. But, uh, and now it makes you want – just describing the plot makes you want to see it more. It was great. Yeah. But I will say this. Does it start – a, a side universe for these Marvel animated movies now? Is it? Is it? Through I'm the Mar- sure it could. Is I'm, it Marvel Studios? Yes, and it absolutely could. They all could have their own individual movies. It did so well. They're following it up. Absolutely. Something else. You'd be silly not to with the way it's set up and the way. And there could be sequels to this one. They there could, could be standalones for all the different yeah. Spider-Mans. Wow. I mean, this was a beautiful jumping off point for many, many sequels, prequels. You could do anything with this thing. Well, you know, they once, you, once you start breaking the rules of multiverses and stuff like that, you can really go anywhere you want. You know? Yeah, you're right. Well, that's why, you know, it's, that's, it'll, this is why Cloverfield will still live on. But the fact that they're using, they're using multiverses, yeah. that's their answer to Cloverfield. Exactly. Which I did not realize was the case. Right. Which is why I think that it just ruins the whole. That actually ruins that. This will probably help the animated mm-hmm. side of those things. Yeah. But the Cloverfield thing, if you watch the latest one, the third one that was on Netflix, it just kind of you're like, oh, that's a dumb explanation right. for what I thought was going to be a really really cool story. But very enjoyable. I highly recommend it. I had a good time alone. That was the movie I enjoyed this week. And what was the movie you didn't enjoy? Halloween 2018. That oh, so didn't enjoy it all. Nah. I enjoyed a written, few parts of written it. Written by Danny McBride. Written by Danny McBride and two other guys. Directed um, by, uh, you remember? No, but it was a Bloomhouse uh, oh, okay. production. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Which the last two Bloomhouse things I've seen uh, haven't loved, which was uh, we talked about it last week, was Cam. Which uh, Yeah. And by the way. That's supposed to be trashy, though. Yeah, it's very trashy. And thank you to uh, Andrew Morgan. He had uh, I, he had me on his podcast this week. We'll give him a little plug. Oh, uh, nice. We talked about Cam. Net- he What's does his podcast ne- called? Netflix Original Movie Podcast. So, uh, oh, nice. Well. Yeah, very cool guy. He, he met me in my hotel room in Hartford, and uh, we just hung out and talked uh, Netflix stuff. Oh, so listen to that podcast. It's Absolutely. Andrew Netflix, Morgan. What's the name of the podcast? Uh, Netflix Original. Hold on. Is that what it's called? I think, I think it's like the nom. Cast or something. Oh, Nom. Oh, it's called Nom. 
N-O-M, Netflix original movie podcast. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll have the official title if you give me one second. But I watched uh, – I was bored last night. I got home from comedy and uh, felt like a movie night in the cold, damp New York City weather. I said, you know what? I haven't seen the new version of Halloween. Um, we did our live show based on the original versus Psycho. Yes. So uh, I wanted to give it a whirl. And just like the original, which I'm not a huge fan of because it's not that scary to me, this one also wasn't that scary. And I didn't think it was that good. <laughs> well, so the fact, I almost thought it was kind of garbage. Well, it didn't do that well. It had better kills. It had more graphic kills, which I liked. And it's in HD. It was good. good. And But also, it, it was, uh, tongue, it was to- a little bit tongue-in-cheek. With the original told, yeah, it was really... And uh, if you're already, you weren't a huge fan of the original, you're not going to be... I like the original. It's just like, it's a long... It's kind of a bore. It just drags out, and you're just... It, once you see it, you're like, all right, I don't need to see that again. Yeah. Because the original times Mike Myers comes out and you go, oh, there he is. He's falling around all day. I see him behind the tree. I see him behind the clothesline. That's scary the first time you see it. Yeah. And the soundtrack is great and John Carpenter's great. But after that, you don't need to see it again. It's not one of those horror movies like The Shining where you can watch over and over again even though you know where the jumpy parts are coming. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even though it's like the suspense is kind of taken away once you see a movie originally, I can still watch it again. Halloween is not that kind of movie for me. And well, this, I just didn't, I just thought it was so kind of also, thrown all together. You're living in a time where it's literally been parodied by Scream. Yeah. It almost became a parody of itself with all the remakes. That's you know? what I mean. And they did a bunch of sequels to it. So you have all that extra baggage that comes with it. Yeah. And then and I wanted the, it to the be good, man. And the time it came out originally, people are kind of so. They like worship these things that came back, came out back then. But the reason being is because there was nothing like it. So the things that you should be, they should be happening now are things that you know, like how hereditary people go freaking out about right. hereditary. Yeah, that makes sense now. A because, quiet place was a cool new kind right, of invention. Exactly, things like which that. I, I watched again the other day and, and liked it just as much. Really? Yeah, I'm gonna watch it. I still haven't watched. It. I'm it's great. It. Uh, but what I mean is that's if you have that stuff now. It leaves the original type of Halloween's in the dust. Yeah, because it's, it's doing new creative things with 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 horror filmmaking. I know, and I don't know much about horror. I don't watch a lot of horror, but I can only imagine. Like, yeah, Halloween. It should be. It should be. Um, it's almost like the vaudeville of. I feel like you would be able to. You would watch this with no problem. Oh, I would absolutely. I don't. I, few, would, I just had, didn't watch it because people weren't that into it. Had a few good spooks moments where you're just like, ah! which I like. But other than yeah. that, it was kind of campy and cheesy. It's not great. Yeah. The whole there's a weird storyline between uh, the mother Jamie Lee and then her daughter and then her granddaughter, and then uh, n- not to be controversial, but towards the end I just felt it was just like, you know, uh, it was just kind of like women are strong and we can do. You know, it was just kind of like forced that message where I was like, come on, yeah. I don't have any problem with that, but don't be so obvious about and it. And also the original already had that message in it. Yeah, without, yeah, they yeah, call yeah, back yeah. the original a lot. And it's uh, just very – it's, it's I don't know why so many people enjoyed it. Or, it was done basically as – with like the other ones didn't happen, right? So yeah. basically the first one happened and then this. Exactly. And that's it. Exactly. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm fine without seeing it for right now. Yeah. yeah. If it was on, maybe I – It was a fine purchase at home. Well, I'll tell you the two that I watched. Please. Um, in the theaters, I went to go see Bumblebee. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I, I'm not usually into – I don't watch Transformers movies. Yeah. But whenever they switch things up with these types of things, 
Uh, like, okay, I wasn't a big fan of X-Men movies, but then I watched Logan because it looked same so here. great. And I love Logan. So then I'm like, okay. Same. So then I, with, as far as this went, I went, oh, I'm not into like the Shia LaBeouf ones or the Marky Mark ones of Transformers, but they kind of took it back to simple, simple means. And they had this thing, and it was uh, kind of, a, I think it's a prequel. For Bumblebee, the Transformer. I don't know the story. I don't know anything. I think about it's a, it. yeah, but so same kind of thing. It was a uh, girl power. John Cena's in it, and he's pretty funny, and he plays the the military guy. Yeah, and uh, but it was like it was for it was straight up for kids, and I didn't okay. I, I didn't hundred percent realize it would be that much for kids. But also, but the weird part is the the, the wink to adults was supposed to be. It's in the eighties. It takes place in the eighties. Uh-huh. The wink to adults was all the eighties references that are in it, and I'm like, uh that's been done to fucking death. I know. Like you, there's a way to do that subtly. Like, it always reminds me, and I bring this up all the time, not all the time, but it always reminds me of when that 70s show was big, right? Which uh-huh. is a great show, funny yeah. show. Didn't beat you over the head with any references, really. You know, maybe a little bit here and there. Yeah, I mean, you've... That was so popular, they came up with this thing called the, that, that 80s, 80s show. show. I remember. And just the commercial, I was like, get me away <laughs> from this thing. The commercial was like, the guy on the commercial was like, I'm on a cellular phone. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like the worst thing in the world. This kind of reminded me of that, where she was like, you don't like the Smiths, huh? What about this? Like, like everything was like, oh, look how cool you're referring to cool 80s shit. It's know? called a what? De- compact disc? Yeah, yeah, like- <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly, yeah. So that's how I felt. And so I watched it, and it was, it was good, but it was very, it was very to the numbers. And uh, they'll probably have another one that takes place before the, all the other Transformers movies, like yeah. another prequel or a sequel to the prequel. Uh, so I was fine. Like, it wasn't yeah. bad. The girl in it's pretty good, but I, it wasn't blown away. And yeah. then, so I watched that. Um, then the other thing I watched, which I didn't catch the whole thing, but I watched the, like pretty much three quarter, the last three quarters of it. Wow. Uh, mm. The new, we might have talked about this before in the podcast, the new Independence Day. I haven't seen it. I don't Dude, think we talked about it. We don't even bother. Like I watched I heard it. Heard that? It is garbage. <laughs> it is such gar- like I like to the point How where did they fuck that up. I mean, they made it. They made it so big. Like is Goldblum they made it, in it. What? Yeah, he's in it. Goldblum's in it, and then he he ends up in space at one point to deal with these things. So to deal with what's going yeah. on. So the spaceship that comes in is bigger. Then at the end, so then when you think it's done at the end. The giant, I think it's the queen, or like there's some big battle alien that they have to deal with that is like 400 feet tall. That they battle, that battles them and almost kills Bill Pullman's daughter. And like it, it it's just, but it's the whole thing's so bad. It's not good. All right. Wow. Not a great week for movies we watched. And they would have gone, they went kind of, they went kind of by the numbers for the first one, mm-hmm. but they could have made it, like it wasn't as. I don't know. It should have been maybe a little bit more nostalgic for this one. Like maybe a little yeah. bit more of a throwback or more. Like could have had uh, the Will Smith's kid. Maybe he could have. Oh, he, he oh, is. Oh, see, he's yeah, a, he, these things write themselves. He's, okay. a, he's a yeah. You can just write it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he's the uh, he's a, one of the pilots. Okay, as yeah. well as the daughter, the president's daughter. Right, right. And then the president is like a crazy person for a while because well, you're twenty eighteen power couple. Right yeah, there. yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then and then he cleans himself up and then he gets in the plane and he helps out the Ghost, shit yeah. like that, you know. So uh don't even it's not it's wow, just I love the original you're watching so much. it and then, you know what you're doing you know what gets you bored? It's when they, they have sh- scenes that are on the ship or inside the 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 uh the, tr- the inside the voyage of the ship, like so it's an underneath the ship and they have that blue tint to the screen. 
I don't know. I just check out when I see that in movies now. It's yeah. Like the blue tint. That's it's the, it's the in the space lighting scheme, or the, right. or the oh, we're on the alien ship now yeah. lighting scheme. You know, like it, I'm just like, there's so many movies that have that, yeah, and yeah. they have. On top of it, they have uh, what's his name? William Fichtner is in it, and he plays. I don't even know who he plays. I was pay, half paying attention on watching it, but he was the guy who was the um, he was in Armageddon as well as one of the the. Uh, oh, was he in Armageddon? Oh wait, I'm thinking of. Call us in. All right, let us know what you. Whatever. <laughs> I'm going off on a tangent. All I'm saying is it's a terrible sequel. But they, one thing is they set it up that there's going to be a sequel, or maybe not now because oh, I think boy. it did poorly. But they set it up like you thought the sequel was going to start right then and there. That's yeah, how yeah, yeah. that's how set up it was <laughs> for a sequel. So expect to see another one of these, these. These they could make them so cool. They should realize smaller is better. Mm-hmm. Make these things smaller. People react to smaller shit. Look at Logan. Logan simple. did fantastic, and yep. now there's going to be probably a whole new batch of X Men movies for Marvel based off the, the end of the Logan ones. I'm guessing, and it was so, so well done and so well written. That's what people like. If certain things get too big for a while, it has to be yeah. smaller, you know? So whatever. So that's what I watched. Gotcha. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, I just right. like – I just – it's one of those – the hard part about doing these action movies, that's why I bow down to Marvel all the time. And I, I know I do this on the podcast. I, I Marvel's hit or miss, though, for me, though. It's, uh, the, everything they do is at misses, least but... – think of it this way, dude. Think of it this way. Everything that Marvel does is better than all the stuff we talk about action-wise – ID the sequel I just told you about. Think about any other action movie that really comes out. What what else? I'm yeah. sure there's other shit that's good, but they're literally in the same universe and they're making these really competent, really well done, entertaining movies that have different endings. And I'll spoil a couple right now. What I'm what I'm thinking of is also Doctor Strange. I watched Doctor Strange as well again for another uh, for like a, like I guess it was the third time I watched it. Great ending. Manipulating the whole time structure thing. That's yeah. you know, hey, I'm gonna tra- the bad guy. I'm gonna trap you in this time loop. If you don't let me go. That's not a big battle scene. That's not a big fight scene. That's just him being like, I outsmarted yeah. you. Yeah, so cool. Have the Avengers ended as a, a, like a, a dark ending. Yeah, none of the other ones have it like that. Now, granted, a lot of standalones. But God, you really have to hand it to Marvel for really nailing it. Most for the most part. Yeah, I, I didn't love Infinity War though. It didn't have a cool dark ending, but it just it's, it just made you. It just made you. It, I get mad at movies that do this sometimes. You go, are you just gonna make me wait for the next one with that ending? But you knew it going into it. I didn't. I, I'm. What do you mean you didn't know? I didn't know. But it, it was gonna be. It was gonna be one big movie, and they broke it down to two. It was like that was all the news about it. So there's not gonna be a third on that there's, one. There's gonna be. Avengers for the yeah. no, there's going to be another. Uh, not oh, yeah. it's going to be called. I forget what it's going to be called, but uh, there's going to be another one coming out this year. All right, but they already they filmed them closure. all back to back. But what I'm saying is, that it's the, think about that's twenty some odd movies or whatever it is, and two movies in the same universe using the same characters, and you're still like, I want to see this. You want to know something I did recently? Stan Lee just recently died. Oh, that was a very, uh, almost got me in the theater. You know how Stan Lee just has kind of an appearance in a cameo in all these movies? Yeah. So, uh, not to spoil too much, but this the main kid in the Spider-Verse that we concentrate on in the movie is realizing that he now has Spidey powers. And so he goes and gets a Spider-Man costume. He buys one in a store. And uh, the original Spider-Man has died in this oh. in, in this universe. It's not really ruining it because it's it's right in the beginning. Yeah. So it's uh, Stan Lee goes. Uh, it's his, right, vo- at, it's his it's voice right after it? he does. It's his voice, and he just goes. Uh, he goes. 
I'm, gonna, I'm really going to miss that guy. And you just go, ah, cry. I almost cried right then ah, and there. Shit. You know? So that was a nice scene. It it, it was uh, very touching and uh, R.I.P. Stan Lee. But, yeah, yeah, that's always a bummer. Yeah. It's when stuff hits you pretty hard. <laughs> I know. And when you don't expect it and it comes out of nowhere, like, yeah. a, like a punch in the face. Uh, all right, let's get into the meat <laughs> and the potatoes part of the podcast. Greg Stone. The M's and the P's. Should we have a thing? If you come to a live, uh, one of our live shows, <laughs> and you bring a side of beef. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we'll cook it up for you. <laughs> I don't even know. Let's, we should start calling this the, the Greg Stone segment. Let's get to the Gregs and the Stones Let's of the podcast. The Gregs podcast. and the Stones of the podcast. If you uh, bring us a stone, we'll sign bring, it. If you bring us a stone, we'll throw it at Greg's head. <laughs> Perfect. Um, this is a huge one. This is a biggie. This is a really biggie. Something and, we've been talking about for a little while. Uh, we've been we've been talking about doing this for a while. We know. I know these movies. We both uh, know these movies yeah. very fucking well. And um, it's kind of a little different take on it. What's going to happen is we don't. Both of us don't know. Do you have an idea of which one you? I take? don't know. This is why we can't defend either. I can defend both of these till the day I die, yeah, but exactly. not against each other. Exactly. That's why I want to put them, put them up against each other. Uh, so we to decided see to, what we come up with. Maybe you, we'll, we'll talk it out, and then maybe we'll come up with something at the end. Yeah. But this one we'll uh, put out there, obviously, to the defenders, and uh, we really would love your input on Twitter and uh, email us because this one, I'm so eager to hear what other people think about it. Yes, email us, defendyourmovie at gmail.com, at defendyourmovie on Twitter. Let us know what you think about this matchup. <laughs> it's a biggie. Uh, it is Reservoir Dogs versus... Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction. And I think, I think a lot of people over the years, like, as you know, film fans, I, I think there's probably some people that think you can't match these up because they're both Tarantino and because one was done earlier than the other one and it was like his... When was his like first one? And yeah. I, I don't know if there's like a thought process that way, but a lot of people are like, which one do you like better? I remember that. I, I have a small take that on what you just said right there. Okay, I think more film fans <laughs> appreciate Reservoir Dogs more, and I think the greater populace uh, likes Pulp Fiction more. Pulp Fiction, obviously, the more popular film in terms of uh, notoriety, or yeah. just the uh, and you walk by somebody on the street, they go, oh, yeah, I know Pulp Fiction. They might not know Reservoir Dogs as well. They won't know it as well, you know and I mean? they won't know that it was influenced by a lot of stuff. It was influenced by a lot of Japanese film. And uh, I'll be honest, Pulp Fiction led me to Reservoir Dogs. I got to Pulp Fiction first, and then found, you know, so... So you know what's crazy? I saw Reservoir Dogs first. Wow. My dad, who passed away a long time ago, you know, whatever. Not whatever, but you know what I'm saying. He he. My dad was also a huge movie guy. I yeah. was going to movies all the time. Yeah, yeah, my yeah. dad, my dad of all, and he loved. My actually, my dad would. My dad did love like independent movies. He liked Australian movies. Like he loved movies. He saw Reservoir Dogs in the theaters. Wow! In the theaters, and he goes, "This guy is amazing. He's coming out with another movie. We're going to go. I'm taking Your you dad to see." Called it. Quentin Tarantino. He called Quentin Tarantino wow. back in. I guess 94, 92. Was 92. Reservoir, Reservoir Dogs. So, yeah, 92. I'm 14. And he's like, this guy is great. And then I I remember renting Reservoir Dogs and bringing it to my friend John's house, and we watched it there. Yeah, I remember where I watched it, too. Yeah, and, and, I, and I loved it, because it's like, especially when you're loved. 14, it's badass. The whole thing is badass. So, uh, but my I remember my dad, <laughs> there's a whole, I think, I don't know if I ever told this story on the podcast. When, I, when when Pulp Fiction finally came out, I was only, I think, 16 or yeah, something. Yeah, I was in eighth grade, 94. And that's a heavy, heavy movie. Heavy. I snuck in. 
and you know, there's, the, there's the, the gimp scene, all that. And yeah. I, I remember in Newsday, in Parade Magazine, they had an article about it, or and, and they mentioned the gimp scene, and I kind of knew what they were talking about with the yeah. S&M stuff, but I didn't. I and did, I remember yeah. being on the way to the theater with my dad and getting, like, nervous. <laughs> like, butterflies <laughs> yeah, in my right, stomach, right, right. like... I had to watch this with my dad, <laughs> and he had no idea that scene was in there. Like he knew probably to be violent, but he took me to like these eleven two when I was like ten. Like, he didn't care. Like yeah. I saw, I saw Patsy Kenton's boobs when I was like twelve, and I <laughs> it was the best day of my life. And but like, so he didn't really care about what or not. I guess if I was with him, but he really didn't think about that kind of. And also yeah. it was a different time. And no, I didn't. It's... I'm fine too. I didn't grow up a maniac or anything. You know. Right. Right. But um, but 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 Pulp Fiction with the whole. You know, there's a lot of gore and stuff. Not like gore, but a lot of fucking heavy shit. In it's it. super graphic. It's, it's super uh, language. It's got uh, my, my, my mom language. Language. Uh, <laughs> no, it's uh, it's very bloody. It's violent. It's got uh, heavy drug use. Yeah, uh, overdoses with yeah. like you know. Well, Pulp Fiction has that scene with her. That's, where... what, I, oh, that's what I was talking about. Mostly Pulp Fiction. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Original dose has none, but yeah. Uh, does that dr- drug use? No, no, I don't think any. No, but. Pulp Fiction has that scene with her where he drives the the, um, the needle into her heart. Yeah, yeah. You know that adrenaline. was shot in reverse. Really? Yes, that was a little a uh, little tidbit. I had no idea. They basically they put it in there, and then they had him they had him pull it out, and then she since she shot up and she went berserk. Fuck out of my way, pig! Quit fucking around and give her the shot. Come on. Okay. Look, while I'm doing this, you take off her shirt and find her heart. Find her heart. Do you think you can find my heart? Never three times. Heart. My guess has got to be fucking exact. I don't know exactly where her heart no. is. I mean, I think it's right here. That's it. This it? All right. What I need is a big fat magic marker. A felt, a felt pen. pen. <laughs> a magic marker. A, a felt pen. A felt <laughs> magic marker. Right. Come on, man. Hurry up. This okay. makes you realize Travolta okay. is such a good actor. Okay. Yeah. I think it's real. What happened? Right, it's right up, man. Okay, so he's drawing the little circle on her chest. I'm gonna stab her three times. You, you, you're gonna no. give it a shot. No, you're gonna uh, give it a shot. I ain't giving it. No, I ain't giving it a shot. I never done this yeah, before. I ain't never done it before either. All right, I ain't starting now. Look, you brought her here, and that means that you're gonna give her the shot. The day that I bring an OD bitch to your house, then I give her the shot. Give her the shot. Fair give argument. Yes. Give me that. I, th- I would say give me that. Age-old right, argument. Tell me what to do. Okay. Uh, you're giving her an injection of adrenaline straight to her heart, but she's got a breastplate. So you got to pierce through that. So what you got to do is you got to bring the needle down in a stabbing motion. I got I to gotta stab her three times. No, you don't got to fucking stab her three times. You got to stab her once, but it's got to be hard enough to get through her breastplate into her heart. All right. And then once you do that, you pr- press down the, the plunger. Okay. Then what's ha- then what happens? I'm kind of curious about that myself. This ain't no fucking joke. Oh my god, kill her! I mean, no, 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 she's supposed to come out of it like that. It's all right. Count to three. All right. Ready? One. So these are great shots right here. This They're still... great close-ups right here. They're like Scorsese-style close-ups yeah, right here where they shoot. Remember they have a they have the, like, drop the drop the, comes yeah. off the syringe. And then, yeah. Three! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> Think about if like, you're all right and say something. Something. <laughs> oh, that clever Tarantino You can turn it off. That's good. I. It. Think about this. Like, I, you wonder what the. I always wonder what. I wonder what was what the um. 
what the climate is like on these sets. Like, you wonder, you know, when you have, like, a method set or you have something like this. Yeah. I, 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 you think they're, they're really getting themselves. Like, that's when you're when acting really is such an art form because the only way to pull something like that off is if you're, like, believing. Because think about it this way. Even when he says, even when Eric Stoltz of 80s, some kind of wonderful fame goes, if I bring an ODM bitch to your place, I'll stab her, okay? Like, <laughs> he even pulls out that line really well for the character. Like, he's supposed oh, to yeah. be a wormy no, little he's great. drug dealer. But, like, think about it this way. It's like, you don't think that you don't think of him saying that. Like, you know, nobody says that. You're right. Like, nobody says that in real he's life. He's a great, perfect heroin drug dealer. Yeah, that, that logic. That, that's Choco. <laughs> <laughs> White panda, yeah, yeah, yeah. like madman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just really, really great, and well done. So, like, but yeah. So when he goes three, and you look at that, he already has in there. He pulls it out. So it, I guess it makes it look. I guess they did that. They shot it in reverse, huh. so it looks like he's really stabbing her. Wow. Because think about it. What, how was he going to do it? I had no idea. He can't. I just thought they actually. I guess they could do. They could have done it with prosthetics, but yeah. I think it looks because I think he's pulling it out of the prosthetic, so it makes it look even. Even scary. Very <laughs> scary. Cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Good. So, yeah, Pulp Fiction is way... I would say they're both pretty heavy. Uh, yeah. Well, as far as, like, blood goes, like, there you have seen a lot of blood in that scene. You have... Uh, oh, I mean, yeah. Like, there's 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 a lot of... Uh, but then, you know, like I said, there's the, the, the gimp scene is like, god damn, that whole sequence is... I mean, well... <laughs> Yeah, he shot Marvin in the face. It's bloody. The whole car oh, bloody. God, I yeah. mean, yeah. Oh my god, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah it's a very bloody movie. He shot. Oh, I think it actually like, might be like, more, oh, shit. more bloodier than Reservoir Dogs. Shot Marvin in the face. <laughs> yeah. You got that? You ever seen that show, Cops? I was watching it one time, and there was this this cop on. He was talking about about this gunfight he had in the hallway with this, this guy, right? And he just unloaded on this guy, and nothing happened. He didn't hit nothing. Okay, it was just him and this guy. I mean, you know. It's, it's freaky, but it happens. Look, you want to play blind man, go walk with the shepherd. But me, my eyes are wide fucking open. What the fuck does that mean? I mean, that's it for me. From here on in, you consider my ass retired. Jesus Christ. Don't blaspheme. God damn it, I said don't do that. <laughs> you the fuck you're fucking freaking out on us. Look, I'm telling Marcellus today. On us. I'm through. You're freaking well, why don't out you on tell us? him at the same time why? Don't worry, I will. Yeah, and I'll bet you $10,000 he laughs his ass off. I don't give a damn if he does. Marvin. Man, I don't even what know. Do you make all <laughs> I don't even have an opinion. Man, I don't even have an opinion. Oh, you're bad. Well, you gotta have, have an, an opinion. opinion. I mean, do you think that God came down from heaven and stopped... <laughs> oh, fuck's out in the Oh, man. Oh, man, I shot Marvin in the face. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's good. Oh, that's man, good. I see some crazy-ass shit in my town. That's the brute. That's, the, out, that's good, buddy. Alex. He went over a bump or hey, something. That's so funny. Because it's also like... How nonchalant they are! I know. Even the whole like cleanup scene is fantastic. Oh, the wolf, so good, so good. The wolf scene, he's like, Jimmy. <laughs> he goes, what does he say? He goes, you like? He goes, uh, what is he? What is, what is I don't it? know what you're trying to reference. When he's when he's talking about the betting. Oh yeah. <laughs> he's, he's like, what, what, are you an oak man? I'm an oak man myself. Oak's nice. Oak's nice. <laughs> Oak's nice should be the name of every episode of this fucking podcast. <laughs> so what I'm trying to say is like, yeah, they both have gore. They both, but which one uh, do, you, do you think? Do you think Reservoir Dogs because it has more street cred? Like what? Like it's one of those things where also a lot of I, movie nerds I think go after it because it um it rips off a lot of these uh, a lot of these Japanese um yeah it's got the Mexican standoff at the end. Uh, but I love the technique that Tarantino uses. During the famous uh, ear scene, um, 
that he just kind of pans the camera to the left. And yeah. And let the viewer make up their own minds on how that goes, and then it pans back. I it's love such a great technique to just your how imagination. Crazy Mr. Blonde is you yes. Know? Also, a lot of movies do stuff like that, and your imagination <laughs> will make it way worse than it actually is. Like, like or, you know, like especially if it's like, you know, that's also a way to save some cash. Like how much money he yeah, saved on like a, an ear cutting off yeah, prosthesis yeah, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. You know. Uh, that's a great one too. He comes up to us. Are you gonna bark all day, uh, are you little doggy? Bark all day, little doggy. Or are you or gonna, are you gonna bite? bite? I'm sorry. What's that? What'd you say? <laughs> he was, he's I a mean, fucking madman. Yeah, he dude. Was, he, what does he? What does he say when uh, Harvey can tell? He's like, he's pointing the gun. He's like, psycho. When he, they call him a psycho. <laughs> when they're all. Kaitel is great. Kaitel is so good. It's kind of his movie if you think about it. It is kind of his movie. You th- kind of think it's maybe Tim Roth's movie uh, for a little bit, but then it's really. Those two kind of pair up and almost become friends and to the point of Harvey Keitel telling his first name, which is strictly against the rules. Yes. Which is great undercover work, I guess, because he got him to – which is – that's and, uh, then it's, and then Buscemi has such a – he's like, now he knows your first name. He knows where you're from. If he's done any time and any – you know, he's like – You guys are acting like – what does he say? Just, first, like, you're fucking thieves. I'm acting like a fucking professional. <laughs> I see the Reservoir Dogs and Pulp Fiction, but uh, Reservoir Dogs still has stuff I say. I think I said it to you last week. Where were we? I was like, where's the commode in this dungeon? I got to take a sport. <laughs> and then you were just – I was like, Reservoir. You're like, yeah, I know. <laughs> also, the great scene, the opening – is it the opening scene when they're in the car? And he's, and he's talking to him in the back, and he's he's all shot. Isn't it also amazing how you find out how Tim Roth got shot in the back of that car? Yeah, you think yeah, it's during the robbery, yeah, and you find out it's yep. just some lady. And I never thing. really thought about that before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just so, it's kind Did of a lame way him, why he got shot. But the way that Harvey Keitel <laughs> brings it up, he's like, "Hey, we were in battle together, and he got shot." It's like, no, yeah. just some lady shot him in the with her with her lady gun, you know, and right in the gut. You're not going to die. No, you're the, that's the best part. He goes. You're going to be okay. Say the fucking goddamn words. You're going to be okay. Do you have that one? One in the car? Joe, I don't know what you know, (laughs) but this is a good kid. (laughs) Harvey Keitel is very hard to do. It's kind of, you kind of had it. Yeah, a little bit. In the air. She killed me, man. (laughs) You fucking got that. Hey. Hey. Right now. Shit. What a great Quentin can, you you can write a turn of phrase. I like how are he makes him laugh a little are bit. As he makes him, kind of makes him laugh a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me, please, are you a doctor? Okay, so you admit you don't know what you're talking about. So, if you're through giving me your amateur opinion, slide back and listen to the news. I'm taking you back to the rendezvous. Joe's gonna get you a doctor. The doctor's gonna fix you up. And you're gonna be okay. You're gonna be okay. Now say it. You're gonna be okay. You're gonna be okay. Say the, the goddamn fucking words. words. You're gonna be okay. okay. Oh, God. Say the, the goddamn fucking words. Say it. Oh, okay, man. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Correct. That's good. Thank you, buddy. 
Uh, yeah, that's just that's a brutal scene to watch because he's literally slipping around yeah. in a, the white back of a car. <laughs> so I think we go. I, I I think over the years, what I used to think was I think I'm, also my 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 dad of all people, like my, back in the day, he said Tarantino will never pop, top pulp, pulp Fiction. When he saw it, my dad was blown away by Pulp. While Fiction. we were listening to that, I was thinking about how much I love Tarantino and the movies he makes. Oh, absolutely. Because that those movies are just. They're, a certain style and a certain way class, about but them, but they're fun as well. Yeah, you know? and I just always look forward to the stuff he does. Like I loved, loved Hateful Eight. And I'll tell you right now, it's almost like I never thought of it this way till just now. But it depends on what you want to do. When when a director comes into his own style, do you like right before it when they didn't get caught up and all that, or do you like their like like are you because you, you can you can. You can equate him to Wes Anderson, and the way you can do that is yes. Reservoir Dogs is his bottle rocket. Right. Because before, when you don't have the means to have your own universe or your own campiness or your, your Pulp Fiction. Or yes, your, you your, created you know, your own. If you created your own. You're living with every, somebody else's uh, uh, the logistics of the world, yeah. and, get, and money is not, and money's an issue. So that's when you create more real-world-based. But they're both real-world-based. All of the shit is real-world-based, but like – Tarantino, yeah, I, I, he gets he gets into the, the writing is where he kind of takes off into his own world. He can really has a unique style, just a cool way. Like I would never think to say during that scene if somebody was saying stuff I didn't want to just be like cancel that shit. I would never. Talk, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. always has this turn of phrase or something. It's great. It's it also really great in the monologue. Great in the monologue. He wrote True Romance as one of the Kevin best. Kevin Smith kind of was like that a little bit with his writing, but then it kind of got too broad. Yeah, and but, it's like uh, what, distinctly Tarantino. But it was never at the level of what this is, and never at the no. and also consistency of what this is. And even if you just take these two movies, the amount of quotable, quotable stuff, and as far as. Even if you get the, the, the tipping monologue is fantastic. Fantastic. Uh, I don't know if you want to play the tipping monologue. I don't know what we, we can say about it, but like dick, 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 dick. dick. How many dicks is that? <laughs> a lot. lot. <laughs> but like, but he just puts it right into the middle of the. Like, if you watch when Kevin Smith was making his early movies, they look like amateur movies. They do. Clerks looks like a student film. I'm sorry, yeah, oh, it, no, it does. Yeah. People loved it because of the oh, writing. I'm not comparing it. Right, right, right. But I'm just saying, people loved it they because were both, it was just that good. Time frame for independent movie makers like that, both '94 Clerks and Pulp Fiction. Exactly, they were just like, ah, it's a cool era, which is why I think people sleep on the '90s as uh, one of the great decades in film. Well, that's when you—that's one of the points that can go in the Pulp Fiction column. Pulp Fiction changed how people made independent movies and how they made movies in general. It also brought independent movies into the forefront of uh, moviegoers of of like mass moviegoers. I would say I never saw a movie like that before. I obviously have now, where you the timelines were all off, yeah. but connected. Yeah. It blew me away as a 14, 15-year-old. I was like, yeah, that's fucking genius. That's what I want to do. And the older you get, you realize how simple of an idea it is, because we're going to take a novel and just yeah. make the movie like it's the novel. You know, you see these guys die, and then you see them come back an hour later in the movie. In a scene, it just, I, I, when I first watched it, I go, that's just fucking great. I yeah. love that. Yeah. And also what it does, and I, 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 I don't know if this is for everybody, but... What it does is it kind of makes you realize it's a movie, like especially Pulp Fiction. What the, exactly what you're talking about, and it's funny because my dad, another story about my dad is he worked with a guy once, and they both saw Pulp Fiction. And my dad was like, "Wasn't it great?" He goes, "Yeah, but how did John Travolta come back to life at the end?" <laughs> and he was like, "What?" 
So, but it, what it does is it makes you realize, like, it's like you're reading a book where you're like, oh, yeah, like, this is characters. It makes you realize it's a character. Yeah. Like, and like, or, or you watch him, he shows up at the end and you go, oh, I, I missed him. I, I, I wonder if I, somebody could probably find this on YouTube uh, of it spliced together in uh, chronological order. I bet that'd be interesting to see. Just oh, as the I'm story sure. unfolds. Somebody have, had to have done it. Somebody must have done it. You know? I would love to see that. But let's let's do this as far as matching it up goes, uh, because I want I want to I do want to play oh, the last audio clip I want to play is the is the is the Mexican standoff. But uh, <laughs> cast wise, what would you? Uh, it's hard to, it's hard to. Well, uh, Pulp Fiction is a bigger cast, so it's hard to stack up against. Bigger but names, bigger names. I love and it, Hollywood wise, it came into play after he made Reservoir Dogs, and it's a lot. It's a lot of the same people. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, Harvey Keitel is fantastic in Reservoir. I will go through Reservoir Dogs first. Harvey Keitel, Steve Buscemi, Michael Madsen. Um, I used to know big. I used to know Joe's name, but Chris Penn, Lawrence Tierney. Lawrence Tierney. Thank you. Um, are all top of their game. It's just so everybody plays their part perfectly. Um, I'm forgetting. I don't know Mr. Purple's name. The, you see very little of him. Which one? Oh, the, with the mustache? Yeah. Eddie something. Eddie Bunker? Or yeah, something like something that. Like that. Yeah, something I like might that, even yeah. have his color wrong. Yeah, he was in it for like five minutes. Yeah. Um, But it's just such a – oh, man. I'm just thinking of like uh, the scenes where they uh, kind of flash back to where Harvey Keitel sees Joe again for the first time. It's just kind of like, Bama? Oh, I haven't seen Bama in a few years. Yeah, Good yeah. little thief. But it's also, just like conversation – that has no real effect on the plot, but it's it's great, it's breathtaking dialogue. And he uses the name Alabama again in Truman. Yeah. Her name's Alabama. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, and also, uh, you got good little Ma- Madsen when he brings in Michael Madsen to talk to him. Yep, that's uh, it's Vega. You know, Vincent Vega. Vincent, yeah. They're oh, yeah, supposed to be true. brothers. They were gonna do. <laughs> I think we might have mentioned this. They were gonna do a Vic Vega Vincent Vega movie. Wow, about I the never, brothers, yeah, huh. but they got too old and they couldn't do it. That's phenomenal. It's going to be a I prequel. Never I stuff. never knew that because they both die in their respective movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love uh, Lawrence Tierney. <laughs> he does this thing with his hands when he goes, "What do you want to drink? How about a Remy Martin?" And he does this thing with his hands. <laughs> I will say that to my friend Steve Brown. I'll go, "What do you want to drink?" He'll go, "How about a Remy Martin?" <laughs> also, uh, Lawrence Tierney is a maniac, apparently, because. He was Long in. Gone. He, he, he died. In, I don't think. Oh, he died. Long. He died. He had a great part. Some part in The Simpsons. He had a great part in Seinfeld too. Yeah, he great part in Seinfeld. Dad. Yes. He goes, Mr. Bennett. You're not wearing that jacket outside with my daughter. <laughs> but he also. Dribble. If you listen to like the uh, <laughs> the commentary on the Reservoir Dogs DVD, I forget who is Michael Penn. Who I mean, um, Chris Penn. Chris Penn, who passed away as well. He tells a story about Lawrence Tierney he, right before they started filming, and they knew where the cast was. Chris Penn was like, hey, guys, come over to my house for a barbecue. We're just going to chill, and we can talk and get to know each other. Everybody comes. Lawrence Tierney comes, just being weird the whole time, roaming around him and his wife's house, <laughs> literally, I think, trying to, steal, trying to steal a knife at one point. Wouldn't leave. Everybody else left at, like, you know, normal time, maybe, like, 8 p.m. It was, like, a daytime thing. This guy stays, <laughs> almost stays over. And then finally, finally, I guess Chris was like, we'll give you a ride home. He's like, all right, that works. <laughs> but just being a fucking <laughs> mental patient. Oh, God. <laughs> But he's he'd clunk our heads together like Mo. <laughs> <laughs> but he's so badass, you know. He's such a badass. But what I wanted to do is, as far as cast goes, think about how strong that cast is. They're just good, great acting. So it's like one of those things where it's like, 
When you get popular, do you is there a quality that's lost? And I don't think so. It, with these two movies, it's not because Pulp Fiction has the same respect that Reservoir Dogs does. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's not like you're like, oh, I got you Hollywood, and he fucked up. He just did the same thing with just higher-name actors. He kind of brought them down to the level of, like, I don't know if they were cool, higher-named uh, actors. If you were, That Bruce brought Willis, Travolta back, though. It brought him back. It did. Travolta Bruce was Willis, not working, or he was making garbage. But Bruce Willis was pretty big. Yeah, Bruce point. Willis was huge, but... The rest of the cast, I wouldn't say, is that... They're not that huge. Like, I think Reigns was pretty big, character-actor-wise, I guess. I'll be damned. I think um, it was in Mission Impossible by then, right? Or maybe not. Yeah. 95. Yeah, because that first one Absolute, would have been yeah, made yeah. around the same time. Um, but, every, I mean, Uma Thurman was kind of a discovery at that point. Um, yeah, that's true. That, that made her big, I think. Uh, Marvin was played by Phil Yeah, she Lamar. probably did Beautiful Girls at the same time. She had a good year, a couple of years that year. Yeah. What'd you say? <laughs> Marvin was played by Phil Lamar. Phil Lamar of Mad <laughs> TV, TV and many cartoon voiceover roles. Yeah, and then also the guy. Remember the guy who comes out and tries to shoot them. That's Alexis Arquette. That's that's Patricia Arquette. Yes, and David Arquette's absolutely. Uh-huh. One hundred percent. Who's uh, who goes by a different name? I think he still goes by Alexis. I don't know if they're trans. If she's tra- if he's trans or a drag queen. Oh, I don't know, but either. But he's also the. The trans person in Wedding Singer. Yeah. Give I mean, me time. Samuel L. Jackson had been working for years, but this also shot him yeah, into the stratosphere. Yeah, they famous, I think. Yeah. I mean, the whole... Because he's in Goodfellas. He's just in all these big movies. Yeah, yeah. Because was he... What year was Die Hard with a Vengeance? It might have been... Die Hard with a Vengeance was 95, I think. Yeah, this was 94, right? Yeah, 94. Yeah. Okay, so that was right after. Yeah, so this made him like... Zeus. And then he just in every movie My favorite Die Hard. Die Hard, that's a good Die Hard. Yeah. Yeah, it is a good <laughs> I might, I would probably match up the first one against it. Yeah, yeah, I like Vengeance better. But when it comes to, so when it comes to cast, all right, just personal preference, which one would you think you like better? I think I like Reservoir Dogs better because of the Buscemi, Keitel, yeah. Tim Roth relationships that yeah, they all yeah. form. Because it becomes those three, even though Tim Roth has passed out at the time, then you kind of see Buscemi and Keitel kind of do their thing. And then as they all kind of – it's just so oh, – I love it so much. Yeah. I think I'm leaning a little toward Reservoir Dogs. As, this is why we did as it. We this go, is why we fleshed it out. Yeah, I think you're right. I, to me, I'd probably go Reservoir Dogs as well because my reasoning is it's more believable to me. I'm always a huge proponent of using regular-looking people in movies. And I get granted, Pulp Fiction is regular-looking people, but they're known enough that – it doesn't take you out of it completely because they're great actors. Have you ever seen Trees Lounge? Of course. Oh, okay. Just, yeah, that's just, Steve Buscemi's director. Yeah, exactly. I think that's the only Such movie. A great movie. It's a really, really sad movie. It's, it's a, a really sad movie, especially the old guy at the bar. Jesus. One of the most, one of my most favorite lines ever in any movie when Buscemi goes, "Hey, did you ever kill anybody?" And the guy goes, "What kind of an asshole question is that?" <laughs> <laughs> it's a good movie. They shot it in Valley Stream, I think. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Uh, but, uh, so when it comes to that, how about this, soundtrack-wise? Oh, that's a tough one. That one I'm giving, that's actually not that hard. For me, um, I'm giving it to Pulp Fiction. That was a soundtrack. I bought and wore the tape out, and I still listen. It got me into, like, surf music. Yes. It got me into, like, that genre. It got me into, like, Dick Dale and the Delta, you know. Oh, just, I, I, I love how music is used in Reservoir Dogs with the whole Stephen Wright voiceover super sounds of the 70s great yes, technique great technique do, but yeah. i love the soundtrack and the score in pulp fiction reservoir better. dogs way more obscure uh pulp i mean fiction. the scene the you the uh stuck in the middle with you is synonymous now with the 
ear cuttings. You yeah, know, it's like, yeah. It also brought that song back and probably put that on the charts for a couple weeks. And, I mean, Little Green Bat it has a great soundtrack, but I'm giving it to Pulp Fiction because I, I that was like an album that I like at, in high school. If you would ask me, like, what are your top ten albums of all time? Pulp Fiction probably would have been in that list. Do you know that I when I was working. I was working like Midtown. I walked down to an FYE <laughs> when the 10th anniversary of Reservoir Dogs came out to buy the DVD yeah. set and get Michael Madsen and Kirk Baltz, the guy who gets his ear cut off, uh-huh. they signed the DVDs. <laughs> Nash. Yeah, he's like, yeah, Nash, yeah. <laughs> and he goes, your name's, remember when he talks to Tim Roth? Yeah. And he goes, you're I know you, you're a cop. He's like, your name's Jerry something. <laughs> Whatever he says. Uh, so, okay, so there we go. So, I would say Reservoir Dogs for the cast, and you would say, soundtrack, I'd probably say Pulp Fiction yeah, as well. Yeah, for me, that's a layup. Uh, I'll tell you this much, this is what probably clinches it for me, because we have to wrap up pretty soon anyway, and we could just probably keep on going for a while uh, with this, for, I know. These two forever. It's insane. Maybe uh, we'll do a Patreon, with, we'll get maybe a we'll do, actually, we'll, do, we'll do an extra episode for this, yeah, that's actually a perfect idea. Um, <laughs> ending scene. I was just thinking... Standout scene. Standout um, scene. But I'll, let's, let's even ending do it. scene. Match them up because they're not that different. But which one is better? I think Reservoir Dogs. Reservoir Dogs. That's what I think. It's got to be. I think I mean, we both think Reservoir Dogs is better. The Mexican standoff and just the yeah. the great Chris Penn. Let's, you know. let's make that the last clip and then we'll get out of here. I, Don't like, you point that gun at my dad <laughs> out of the freaking. Don't you point that gun at my dad. <laughs> He's like. He's going to decide. Out of the freaking blue. Out of the fucking blue. <laughs> like, now, um, why don't Mr. you tell Blonde me? Watch, hold on. was going to kill you. Cool. And then when we got back, he was going to kill us, take the satchel of diamonds and scram. I'm right about scram. that, right? That's correct. Scram. That's your story. I swear on my mother's eternal soul. That's what happened. <laughs> this guy's just bleeding for eight hours. The man you just killed just got released from prison. He got caught at a company warehouse full of hot items. He could have fucking walked. He didn't. All he had to do was say my dad's name, but he didn't. He kept his fucking mouth shut. He did his time like a man. And he did his fucking time, and he did it like a man. <laughs> he did four years for us. So, Mr. Orange, <laughs> you're telling me that this very good friend of mine, who did four years for my father, who in four years never made a deal, no matter what they dangled in front of him. You're telling me that now that this man is free, and we're making good on our commitment to him. <laughs> He's just going to decide out of the fucking blue to rip us off. His face when he says this is Maniacal. crazy. Why don't you tell me what, what really happened? Why? It's going to be the hell for? Yeah. Just be more bullshit. This man set us up. Dad, I'm sorry. It wasn't 100%. So right I didn't go with my gut. Should have my what fucking the head fuck exam. That lump of shit's working with the LAPD. I don't have the slightest fucking idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Joe, Joe, I don't know what you think you know, but you're wrong. Like hell I am. It's Joe, easy. trust me on this. You've made a mistake. He's a good kid. <laughs> I understand you're hot. You're super fucking pissed. <laughs> super fucking, super fucking pissed. Super fucking pissed. Super fucking pissed. You're up the wrong tree. I know this man. He wouldn't do that. You don't know, Jack. And it's also, shit. it's like, I do. it is kind the of funny. Suck, I tipped off the cops, and a Mr. Brown and Mr. Blue killed. Mr. Blue is dead. Dead is Dillinger. That's a good line. <laughs> dead is Dillinger. He was the only one I wasn't 100% on. 
should have my fucking, should have my fucking head examined going ahead when I wasn't 100%. That's your proof? You don't need proof when you have instinct. I ignored it before, but no more. He points his gun yep, at him. Yep. You lost your fucking mind. He's, man, you, Joe, Joe, you should let you man you die next. Terrible mistake. I'm not going to let you make Come on, guys. I repeat. Nobody wants this. We're supposed to be fucking professionals. I look. Leads to a great question. Does no. Buscemi get away? No, he doesn't. You hear the cops get him outside. Man. Yeah, but does he just, live? Because you kind of hear it. Just you hear shots? Just kinda... And let's settle this with a fucking conversation. Uh, Joe. This is bad. Kill that man, you die next. <laughs> Repeat. If you kill that man, you die All right, you can turn Repeat. it off, Alex. Uh, I, that's what I was going to bring up. Does Steve Buscemi... That's a good question to ask the listeners. Does Steve Buscemi live? Does Mr. Pink live... Yeah. And Reservoir Dogs. I think Some it's proven say, he it, doesn't. I, don't know. I mean, he, I think he it's proven. shoot his way out of it. it. It's not proven, I don't think. He definitely, they have an interaction. But you hear them yelling at him, but that's about right, it, right? But he could have shot, he shot himself out of the robbery. That's how he, he's known for that. He shot himself out of the robbery. So you're just not supposed to know. What do you guys think? Email us. I've always wondered. Defend your movie at gmail.com, at defend your movie. I think that, at that scene, I think we kind of made up our minds. I think Reservoir yeah. Dogs, I think I enjoy Reservoir Dogs better now. I think it's that kind of thing. Yeah. I think we should re-examine it on the Patreon episode when we do it. We're going to re, this week, we're going to relaunch Patreon. Uh, it's patreon.com uh, slash, I think, defend your movie, right, Alex? Yeah. And sign up. We're going to change all the writing on it. It's going to be different rewards. We're going to put way more content on it. There's going to be videos. Um, road stuff. There's gonna be uh, what? Road stuff. We had an idea. Yes. Of uh, being out on the road, talking to some other comics yes. that we're working with. About exactly. There's gonna some be of their movies. And tons stuff. of mini episodes. So so Patreon.com/slash Defend Your Movie. Sign up now. Sign up early, uh, and we'll we'll revisit this uh, as far as content goes, and we'll talk about it. But let us know. And what we'll do is part of the uh, part of the reexamination. Guys, write to us what you think about the two movies. Are we crazy for matching these up? DefendYourMovie at gmail.com. Let us know uh, which one you like better. Did Mr. Pink get away? Or do they arrest? Are they just arresting him outside while everything else is going on? Because I think for a while, people, there's people out there that say he got arrested, that he's, that he's alive, but he got arrested. I don't think there's shots. There's shots? They hear the cops I, shooting him? It fades and the music comes up pretty quickly. Yeah, so you kind of have paying attention for- and you can't really tell. It's kind of garbled. So let us know. We'll be back uh, We'll be back next week and then it'll be relaunched next week as well. So just look out for that. Patreon.com slash DefendYourMovie. DefendYourMovie at gmail.com at DefendYourMovie on Twitter. Tweet at us if you want. Follow us. Uh, and then tell your friends. Also, it's very important to rate and review uh, on, on, on iTunes because that helps the podcast a lot that helps it with the algorithms uh andy do you want to plug anything yes you can follow me at andy fiori a-n-d-y-f-i-o-r-i uh february 15th i'll be headlining fairfield comedy club in fairfield connecticut uh you can always check out my other show if you're a sirius xm subscriber it is the raw report at uh 4 p.m every thursday we go live and uh, really had some really cool people on lately. I had Andrea Savage from I'm Sorry, Jason Jones from The Daily Show. Haley Joel Osment was on, the kid from Sixth Sense, who was awesome. So uh, those are all on demand if you haven't uh, caught the live shows. But please uh, listen in, and uh, Sean's a frequent guest, and it's a fun show. So uh, And then, yeah, just check me out on social media at Andy Fiore and my tour dates, AndyFiore.com. I am at Shawnee Time on Instagram and Twitter, and we are at Showbra Studios at ShowbraStudios.com. 
Uh, they have an Instagram. They have a, a, a iTunes page, and they also have a YouTube page you can check out for videos and to download all the great podcasts that Showbiz Videos has to offer. Thank you so much, and we'll see you next time.